I've called this uh, message uh, tonight, Church Without the Makeup, uh, because I think we as the followers of Christ have, uh, are at a decision point. We're at a decision point, and Clay, two weeks ago um, in the evening, if you weren't here, preached about the new wineskin. Uh, we've been speaking about this new wineskin for uh, a little bit longer about that, but encouraging us that uh, if we're going to walk in this new wineskin, we need to settle some, some key issues that, that need to be addressed. Three key issues. Who is God? Who am I? And who, uh, and, and sorry, what is the kingdom of God? And, it, and, and if we don't have these issues, um, or if we don't have these areas embedded within our spirits, then our wineskin as a body is likely to dry out. It's likely to be patchy. It's likely to leak. Because if we don't have our identity embedded in Him, if we don't have our identity embedded in, in, in who He says we're called to be, in our understanding and, and, a, and a faith of who He says he's, he, he wants to be, and also what the kingdom of God is for us inside us, and how we're to to use that to, to be a blessing, to be the light, to be those disciples, as John thirteen thirty five says, that people, that all men would know. If we don't have that down pat, then we're going to struggle to walk as a family together to see the fruit of what God is wanting to do. So we're at this decision point and, um, you know, where things are going to get revealed as often they do when makeup is taken off. And uh, means it could be a little bit ugly. Could be a little bit ugly. But more than often, it reveals truth that can either be restored or encouraged out of us. Okay? So I've written some examples down. Maybe some of us need to take the makeup off that says everything's okay. When maybe for some of us, our spiritual walk is crumbling. Maybe we need to take the makeup off that shows complacency because of our lack of discipleship in our lives. And even take the makeup off and show that maybe, just maybe for some of us, we're actually only willing to love each other at a very basic, shallow level. Superficial level. We've been on... um, We've been on this journey the, just the past couple of weeks in the morning, and Greg has been speaking and elaborating on the love that we are called to have for one another. Love that is um, oxygen um, for kingdom living. Okay? Without love, we just cannot expect to see things develop, to see uh, the kingdom grow in which, uh, which God wants to, to, to do with us. And uh, the particular scripture that we're looking at is found in John thirteen thirty four to 38. And we are to call to love one another as Christ loved us. And it is to be, to be like that of Christ. But, the, but what does that look like in this wineskin that's being created? What does loving one another, what does uh, walking together and walking through uh, this journey of Christianity, this journey of doing life with Christ, look like with love as the core 
to what we're about. And so, um, you know, this new wineskin that's being created in this house is not full of new ideas. Love isn't a new idea. Hey, love has, has been in the Word um, and is mentioned countless times. And so why is it that it's something that's, that's new to us? It's not, it's, it's not new. And, it, and also, it, it's, it's not something that involves uh, things that have only recently been discovered about the nature of God. We know that the nature of God is, is love. But they are things that God wants to build his church on that we're coming into the revelation of. So we've, we've known about love, but to the extent, to the depth in which we're called to love is something which we're, we're coming into. We're coming into more and more. And um, I want to take you to Ephesians 3 uh, and uh, verse 10. As, uh, as one of the key scriptures. And this is, this is the way in which God is wanting to uh, unfold the incredible wisdom that he has had hidden um, in secret for people who, who don't yet know him and as it describes in the scripture, the heavenly places. Do you know it's amazing that as I was looking into the scripture that actually... Um, we we can actually teach angels. We can actually teach angels um, and and those that are in the heavenly realms about the manifold wisdom, the actual um, design in which God has laid out for us. Let's just take a little read of it, and uh, and it'll become a little bit more clearer. So his intent, verse ten, his intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of God should be known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So God's intent was that through you and I, through his church, the manifold wisdom of God. Now manifold in... um, in the breaking down of the scripture, it, it describes it as the varying colors, the varying colors of wisdom. So there is, um, there is a variety of ways in which God wants to um, proclaim, proclaim his, his, his nature, proclaim the very person of who he is through you and I. And one of those amazing colors is love, but even in in the the sub um, the sub uh, topic of love, there are so many ways in which that colour can come across. So whether it is love um, when we when we when we're going through a, a tough um, financial situation, whether we're 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 walking with someone who's who's going through depression, there is love that um, that gets manifested and and shown to people. Um, just as as we want to just give them a, a clearer picture of who Jesus Christ can be in their lives. There's so many different ways in which he wants to sh- show that and he wants to use us in the, in, in the activating of that. And so 1 Corinthians 4 one says that um, men ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the secret things of God. Now, why is love considered as something as a, as a secret thing? It's um, you know, it shouldn't be. 
it shouldn't be particularly for those who, who believe and for those who, who will walk um, in, in alignment with what God is, is, is wanting to bring people into, into the truth of. And so when I think about this whole area of love and how we're called to, to, to be people of love so that we, we release that over people, what does that mean for us as the church if we're taking our makeup off? If we're walking and we're getting honest and we're getting open with one another, what does that love look like? And, um, and so just over these next few weeks, we want to we take you on a journey as to what that wineskin looks like, what the love is that we're called to walk in um, as a community so that a world would also see that same love and recognize that it's not human love. Because I can't love you in my own strength, in, in my own flesh. But it, it comes from the Father. It comes from God. And He is the one who provides all things. This love will be the sum of our values. Our attitudes and the culture that is created as a community and the stretchiness of our new wineskin will be determined on the humility that we have in our own lives and the culture of the community that we create. If we, say, have somebody who comes through and we're not humble to put our agenda, to put our circumstances aside when somebody comes in and has something that maybe we've never encountered before, but we know that the, the breakthrough will be the love of God, we, we so need to lay that agenda aside, allow the stretching to occur within our own lives, to accept that person, to love that person. And what I want to really speak to you tonight about is sacrificial love. Love that takes no um, consideration of of where, um, whether we're going to get um, a, a bounty or a, or a reward for it, but that we're going to press in to the very thing that God is wanting to um, do in that person's life, wanting to do in the people that we, um, we're so desperate to see God be transformed. But there are things within us, our flesh, that get in the way of that. And uh, I just thought, uh, what a great way to potentially show you potentially some of the things that go through our minds um, in a community that doesn't quite have this stretchiness down pat. Kyle, can you uh, show that little video clip for me? Are you tired of small groups always getting into your business, trying to get you to share your feelings, discuss your past, confess your sins? Are you just looking for a place to kick it, network, maybe get some free grub? Me too. That's why I created what I believe to be the world's first openly shallow small group. We're not here to deal with messy stuff like feelings and emotions. You got problems? You deal with that. You're an adult. Life ain't easy. So stop the pity party. We all have our issues. We don't really want to do life together. Frankly, at shallow small group, we try not to do much of anything at all. 
You'll never hear us use the term, unpack that thought. We're sure it's packed away for a really good reason. And you'll never hear us use the term accountability unless you're talking about someone who deals with numbers. Hey, dude, thanks for doing my taxes. You have great accountability. And spiritual growth? Who wants growth? I had a growth removed last week. It wasn't pleasant. There's no pressure here to remember each other's name. What's going on, buddy? Oh, hey, man. How's it going? That's cool. Good. 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 Oh, dude. Captain, what's going on? We know you have a name, and that's the important thing. Group discussion? You got tickets to the big game? Sweet. Let's spend some time on that. Oh, you and your wife are struggling financially? There's tension in the relationship? Uh, that's not really the vibe we're going for. We avoid conflict like the plague. And there will never, ever be an awkward silence. That's our guarantee to you. We hate bad theology as much as the next guy, and we know the surest way to prevent bad theology is to avoid theology altogether. And outreach? This is the only outreach you'll ever have to do. Some people say we're superficial. But hey, the word supers and superficial. I mean, who doesn't want to be super? Shallow small group. Because when things get too deep, people drown. Won't you join us? Wow. Oh. I watch that and my flesh goes, oh yeah, that would be great. That would be great to have a a community that just Oh, it just keeps things simple. You know, we just don't have to don't have to go through all the mess which we all go through, but just focus on the just the lighter details of life. Just oh, that would be so sweet. If I could just sit down at life group and and just not have to, to worry about oh, has, has has someone, you know, been transformed into uh, you know uh, from from that that place that they were once in to 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 the place which God now has them at. Oh, wouldn't it just be be sweet if we could just eat chips and dip and yeah, just talk about Spurs, you know? Oh. <laughs> but that's that's sometimes, if I'm completely honest, the way in which we can operate in. We can operate from a, a very shallow level, even to the point in which we greet each other. Oh, how are you, how are you doing, Vera? Oh, I'm good, thanks, Sai. Even in that question, how are you doing? I'm not really wanting to know how you are. I'm not really wanting to know all your, your concerns or the things which are going on in your life. I'm just doing it just to, just to appease and, and just to be really being community. You know, this is, this is what it's all about, isn't it? But God is, is calling us to so much deeper. So, so much deeper. And I don't want to be part of a community or a wineskin that, that doesn't allow myself to get vulnerable before people and to be honest with people about where I'm really traveling and how my, my journey with God is. I want to be honest with people and I want to have people around me that will journey and will walk through that and have sacrificial love. Because sacrificial love isn't just, um, just uh, a one-moment thing. It can be a lot of time. It can be spending years with people journeying. It can be spending 
quality time once a week, twice a week even, with an individual and, and walking through to see fruit and to see transformation come. Flesh desires this simplicity, but God is calling us to a sacrificial love. One where we lay down our agendas, opinions and preferences and allow gods to come forth. Where we put on love because we recognize that we cannot achieve it in our own strength. And that's the thing, I I, I don't live in the false pretense that when I come to this place, when I recognize that you are as brothers and sisters, that I can muster up the strength to love each and every one of you through just having a walk, which is hardly in the word, or a walk which is complacent. I know that when I come into this place, I put on love and I walk out of this place recognizing that my walk doesn't just stop in here with each and every one of you, but it goes out into the week. It carries on. It develops. This relationship. How is love manifested? It's manifested through relationship. How am I going to grow in my relationship with you? How am I going to grow to love you? Is through relationship. And in the same way, I can't love you if I don't have that relationship with God. If I don't have that intimacy with God that is unpacking, which is unraveling the love which I'm called to have. And so I'm constantly, constantly required to go to Him and my love is then outpoured to the rest of the world, not through my love, but through His. The world would see that I am His disciple through the love that I have for Him and for you. I want us to go to my key scripture for tonight, which is Matthew 26, 6-13. And this is such a beautiful, beautiful picture of sacrificial love. In this instance, it's um, sacrificial love in, in terms of value of a particular object. But there's so many lessons that we can obtain from it. So Matthew 26, 6-13. to 13. And just as a bit of a, um, a run-up to this, Jesus has sat down with his disciples and informed them that he, in two days, is soon to be handed over to be crucified. From verse 6, While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of a man known as Simon the leper. Why is it that Simon has those things? He's either a sorcerer, he's a leper. I don't get a lot of, I don't get a lot of good... Good publicism in the Bible. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I will eventually. <laughs> a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing for me. The poor you will always have with you, 
but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Let's set the scene. Jesus is reclining with his disciples. They're eating at Simon's house. And this woman arrives with this alabaster jar, smashes it literally, and pours the whole thing over Christ. Nothing is, nothing is left. Absolutely nothing is left. And so you can imagine what it was. Jesus would have been absolutely saturated. Absolutely saturated. It would have gone all over him. It would have gone all over the food on the table. You can understand, really, with the scene in place, why the disciples would have reacted in such a way. Because it's just gone everywhere. It's disrupted the scene. It's disrupted the environment of what has happened in the place. But Jesus saw the very thing within this. You know, I think we often reflect, um, you know, even, even in what the, the, the disciples said, why this waste? Why this waste? So much money. It's a, a year's wage has been wasted. You imagine spending thirty to $40,000 on a jar of perfume, smashing it and pouring it over somebody. The disciples said, why the waste? Why this waste? And I think even in the way in which we reflect on the way in which love is given to, to certain people, whether it's the marginalized, whether it's those that are, are less fortunate, we often reflect that in our questioning of the depth of love that we offer people as well. Simon, why are you, why are you wasting time on that person when they're just going round and round the mountain with that particular issue? Why are you supporting that person financially when their project is going down the plug hole? It may appear that way to some people, but God sees the fruit that is being developed. We have to be careful of the sacrificial love, that it's not based on emotion. Absolutely. We can't go off on a whim to, uh, to, to give handouts or, to, or to, to, to go and and share love when there is something that God specifically wants to do in that person's life. But it should be based on the prompting from the Spirit and an obedience to step out in that prompting. You see, I think that's where the, where the, the rubber really hits the, the road for a lot of us is that we can hear from God on a particular area where sacrificial love is, is required, but we'll put barriers in place. We'll, we'll say, oh no, I'm, I'm sure well, maybe God wants to actually, God wants to do something in this person's life. Or, you know, I think they just need to, they need to rough it out in this season just so that they press into God more often. And as I say again, you know, sometimes that is the case. But if we're not obedient to the prompting of the Spirit to bring sacrificial love when it is most required, 
we're disobeying God. We're disobeying God in such a crucial time when he is wanting to produce something incredible in that person's life. There are so many occasions where I think I could have walked away from a, uh, from a situation where someone has gone round and round and round the mountain, where they've been struggling with the same problems time and time again. But the model that, that Christ shows to me is uh, a model of mercy, a model of grace. And I'll choose to walk that path when he prompts me. I'll choose to walk that path when, when the Spirit tells me to, so that I don't burn myself out in the process. And that's not what we want to create in this body. We don't want to create people who will sacrifice everything at the drop of a hat just to appease, just to put a plaster over or put a bandage over. But we want people to be pressing into the Father of all love so that they will hear from Him, so that the Spirit can prompt us and lead us into a right mindset, a correct thinking of what sacrificial love is to be. The disciples didn't have perspective. But Jesus said it was a beautiful thing that was done for him. Now, I've asked the question, did the woman have insight or prompting from God that what she was doing was very symbolic of the timing? That not only was it something that was just a declaration of love, an incredible sacrifice for her, but it was a picture that Jesus was to die for each and every one of us and that in the process of her anointing him in this oil, it was a, uh, something that was very significant as part of his burial. It doesn't say these things, but the love that she had for him prompted her to be sacrificial in her worship and love for him. And I just want us to think about what is sacrificial love for each and every one of you. In your current lives, in your current situations, what is it that God is prompting you, is speaking to you about, and he is now calling you to be obedient, to step into. That could be somebody in your workplace. It could be somebody in this house. But I'm, I want to talk specifically tonight about that sacrificial love that we have for one another in this house. You know, pastoral care has to start in relationship with one another. And I believe we're building that in this house through what we call life groups. And, and if you're wanting to experience an environment where you will be loved, where you will be developed spiritually, where you will be strengthened, where you can step into freedom, it is an environment where you'll engage with the Father first and foremost and not be led to an environment where it's man's wisdom. Sacrificial love comes from us walking together. It comes from us taking a step away from our own agendas and saying, Lord, you have your way in me to be a vessel 
for the person that you've placed in my life and to show the love that you say is to be shown. I pray that the love that we would be known as here at The Rock is sacrificial love. And there's so many other facets to his love that we need to to look at as well, and we will do over time. The sacrificial love has layers to it as well. It has tough love attached to it. It, It's not just... um, It's not just, as I say, about fulfilling the needs of somebody, but it's about leading people into intimacy, leading people into right standing with God. And we have to be prepared in that sacrifice. And that's why I'm saying when the makeup comes off, things could get ugly. Truth can come out. Things that we may not usually want to deal with that we guard ourselves from because we like putting the makeup on to protect ourselves from, from all of that. When these things come out, what are you going to respond to? How are you going to respond to it? Are you going to respond by walking away or I'm just going to be comfortable hanging out with my group of friends here or I just have so much going on in my life. Simon, I just, I don't have time to walk with that person and lead them into the freedom and the amazing grace and future that God has for them. Sounds crazy, even as I'm saying it, because we want to see that in everybody's lives. We want to see that freedom come. We want to see that life come in everybody's life. And that's not just to stay with you know, just a few people who are on staff or eldership, but it's something that the whole body is to walk into. Can you imagine that even if we just took one person on board, one person under our wings, that we got alongside one person and walked through them with them and journeyed with them and led them to the Father, into intimacy with Him, this place would explode because... It's not based on a human love that is so tentative with, with our time or so tentative with what we will be willing to give. But it's led because it's led by the Father, the love that He has for us. I'm just going to leave us with that challenge tonight. I'll welcome the team back up. And I just want us to engage, as I said, with the the Spirit as we worship tonight. That if our mindset is not in that place where sacrificial love is, is where we're willing to go, that the Spirit would reveal that to our hearts. And that we would tell someone about it tonight. We would talk about it. We would share that with one another. We would be vulnerable enough to say, I don't know what that looks like. Or it's so hard for me. And to ask the question, well, why is it hard? What is it that I'm going through right now that maybe is a blockage or is a wall that needs to come down for me to enter into the fullness 
of this thing called sacrificial love. Maybe love is something that you have not experienced or you're not ex- or, or have not experienced in the past. And tonight you need a revelation of Christ's love. I'm so thankful, as I said, in this season where I'm becoming a parenthood that even now I'm learning more and more of the love that Christ has for me. And he's going to teach me more and more as I journey and, and walk closer with him. And it's an exciting thing. It's not something that I look down and go, oh, how do I not know about that? How, oh, Simon, you're so set in your ways. No, it's a freeing thing. It's a freedom thing to know that, that he has so much more. And I receive a fresh revelation of the incredible thing that Christ did on the cross for me every day. There was incredible sacrificial love. And I think we, as his people, can capture that. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Then we will see a transformation in this community that will result in a transformation outside of these four walls. A transformation in your workplaces, a transformation in your schools, in the people that you walk closely with. And then finally, just a just seek a, a real inner desire to not leave this place the same. To not be satisfied. We've talked about being discontently content. That Lord, you've got me on a journey of what this wineskin of love is to look like in my life, in my family's life, and those that are that are I'm journeying with. But Lord, I want to press in for more and more and more of the direction that God has for, for me, but also for us as a body. Take a step of faith tonight, if you don't, haven't already, to place yourself in an environment with people around you to walk in a loving relationship. And that's the amazing thing. I received a, a, a Facebook message, or a life, our life group received a Facebook message from uh, a, um, a girl who's just recently moved up to Auckland. And it just stirred my spirit. Because in the walking, you don't always necessarily see an immediate response. You plant a seed. It gets watered and God grows it. But little did I realize how much this girl was going through. But she sent this beautiful message to us as a life group to say, thank you for creating an environment where I could be vulnerable before you, where I felt love, where I felt cherished, where I could put past hurts behind and walk into the very relationship which I'm walking with Christ right now. Do you know how much encouragement I get from that? And that's just through walking with her closely and having other people walk closely with her. She'll go on to doing greater things now out there and we release her. 
And that's what God wants for each and every one of us. He wants for each and every one of us. So I pray that we would be a a congregation, a people, a community that would not condemn or marginalize, but that through sacrificial love, we would all be brought into the freedom that enables us to be the light that Christ has called us to be out in this world. Will you stand with me? Father, I thank you for that beautiful picture of the woman and the sacrificial love that she poured over you. She didn't hold anything back from you. And tonight, Lord, I pray that we as your children would not hold back from giving everything of ourselves to you. Lord, that you would set our hearts on fire for the things of you and of your heart. Lord, that we would be led by your Spirit. We would be led by your Spirit and that we would be obedient to the prompting of your Spirit and walk in to that reality, Lord, when sacrificial love is required. Father, I pray Lord, even now, Lord, you would be downloading, you would be imparting into people right now, God, that sacrificial love and the people that are in their lives, Lord God, that need that sacrificial love. I pray, Lord God, that we would not feel the burden. We would not feel the burden of what it is to to think what time and and if it is going to be to love somebody but that we would look Lord God to the fruit we would take our eyes off of the circumstance and look to you look to what you have prepared for that person Lord look to you for what you have prepared for the fruit and the life and the freedom that you have for us to walk in, Lord. I thank you for the sacrificial love that you show to us, Lord, on the cross. And what that means for us now, Lord God. That freedom can now reign in each and every one of our hearts. That we can come to you. We can come to the foot of the cross. We can lay those burdens before you. Thank you for the freedom that I now walk in, Lord, as your son. That those burdens can come off my shoulders and can be laid upon the foot of the cross. And they are dealt to and it's finished once and for all. So I pray, God, that you love, your love, Lord God, the revelation of your love would pour into our spirits. And we would grasp it, Lord. And that we would walk with it. And we would walk through, walk it with one another. We would walk together. And we would declare your love. And pour it out on one another.